Nominations open for Volunteer Ireland Awards. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Calling all communities. The Volunteer Ireland Awards have just opened for nominations and are looking for communities to name someone who's made a big difference to local lives through their volunteer work. The awards recognise the immense contribution volunteers make to communities across Ireland, with one outstanding volunteer being named Christine Buckley Volunteer of the Year. The response throughout the COVID-19 pandemic is a testament to the remarkable generosity of spirit among volunteers, said Helen Rothwell, Carlo Volunteer Centre Manager. We are so fortunate to have a wonderful cohort of volunteers in Carlo who make such a valuable contribution to our community. Both in challenging times and all year round, volunteers continuously step forward to help neighbours, friends and family while engaging with community organisations. The Volunteer Ireland's awards are an opportunity to celebrate their commitment and show our appreciation. Minister of State for Community Development and Charities Joe O'Brien said, I know at first hand the importance of volunteering for the benefit of our society and I am delighted to support this year's Volunteer Ireland Awards. If you know a volunteer that makes a difference, please nominate them for a Volunteer Ireland Award. Healthy Ireland has once again partnered with Volunteer Ireland to support the awards and it says the importance of volunteering for health and well-being is more apparent than ever. The awards are open to volunteers of all ages in the Republic of Ireland and there are 12 categories, including a COVID-19 section, which recognises the incredible contribution of volunteers throughout the pandemic. One nominee will be named the Christine Buckley Volunteer of the Year. Each person nominated will receive a special thank you card from Volunteer Ireland. The awards will be held in December, subject to public health guidelines at the time. Nominations are open and can be made online at www.volunteer.submit.com. Anyone can nominate a volunteer, and the 12 categories are Arts, Culture and Festivals Campaigning and Activism Children and Youth Environmental and Animal Care Health and Wellbeing Safety and Emergency Services Social Inclusion and Community Support Sports and Recreation COVID-19, small group 3 to 20 volunteers, large group 20 plus volunteers and volunteer manager. There is also a special commendation for volunteer manager of the year which can be a paid or voluntary position. All awardees are automatically eligible for the overall volunteer of the year award. Nominations close at midnight on Sunday the 10th of October. The winners will be honoured at the Volunteer Ireland Awards on Friday the 3rd of December. Pet owners urged to spay their cats and kittens. Article by Suzanne Pender. The ISPCA is urging pet owners to spay or neuter their cats and kittens as early as possible to prevent accidental and unwanted litters. Many ISPCA rescued cats are left behind when their owners moved house or were no longer willing to look after them. In other cases, cats and kittens were dumped, lost or their owners had sadly passed away. In some cases, cats were starving and scavenging to survive, trying to feed their newborn kittens. Sadly, their offspring become feral, not having any human interaction, and they will continue to multiply unless we can stop the cycle. 
With an estimated 200,000 feral cats indiscriminately breeding, the overpopulation problem is a serious welfare concern in Ireland, as feral cats continue to breed across the country. Many of these cats are sick and become injured due to fighting. The ISPCA is encouraging members of the public who are in contact with a feral cat colony to take part in a community initiative to trap, neuter and return, that's TNR, to tackle the issue and reduce the cat overpopulation problem in their area. Kittens can become active as young as 16 weeks old and they can have as many as three litters a year. By having cats and kittens neutered and spayed when of age, it will prevent accidental litters of kittens being born. The charity is urging the public to consider the positive benefits of getting their cats and kittens spayed or neutered and is encouraging animal lovers to talk to their vet as soon as possible to get this simple procedure done. The ISPCA also encourages all cat owners to microchip their cats in the event that they get lost as this is universally recognised as the best way to make your cat permanently identifiable. Cats are known to hide in vehicles and can end up far from home. Having your cat microchipped is the best option to be reunited with your beloved pet, should this happen. The ISPCA and its affiliated member societies also provide support for members of the public looking to undertake TNR in their areas, as do a number of other organisations around the country. For more information, contact your local animal rescue group and veterinary practice. Carlovians urged to think before they flush. Article by Suzanne Pender. Irish Water and Clean Coasts are urging the people of Carlow to continue to think before you flush, as a recent survey has revealed that almost a million adults living in Ireland regularly flush wet wipes and other sanitary items down the toilet. With sea swimming and the use of our beaches becoming more popular, it's a timely reminder that our flushing behaviour has a direct impact on the environment and that making small changes can help protect Ireland's sandy beaches, rocky shores and secluded bays. Speaking about the survey results, Jim Fitzgerald of Irish Water said, In 2018, our research informed us that 36% of people living in Ireland were regularly flushing the wrong things down the toilet. Working in partnership with Clean Coasts on the Think Before You Flush campaign, we have made some progress, as 24% of respondents in this year's survey admit to regularly doing so. While this improvement is welcome, 24% represents almost a million people. The impacts of flushing the wrong things down the toilet are stark, as we are still removing thousands of sewer blockages from our network every month, he said. Removing blockages can be a nasty job. Sometimes workers have to enter sewers to remove blockages with shovels. Some blockages can be removed with jetting and suction equipment. I've seen pump blockages that workers have had to literally clear by hand in order to get the pumps up and running again in a race against time to avoid sewage overflows to the environment. Our message is simple. Only the three P's. Pee, poo and paper should be flushed down the toilet. All other items, including wet wipes and other sanitary products, should go in the bin, even if they are labelled as flushable. This will reduce the number of sewer blockages, 
the risk of flooding to homes and businesses, and the risk of pollution in the environment harming wildlife, such as fish and birds and associated habitats, added Mr Fitzgerald. We have all seen the images of seabirds being impacted by marine litter, and we all have a role to play in protecting our beaches, seas and marine life. A small change in our flushing behaviour can make a big difference. Put wipes, cotton bud sticks and sanitary items in the bin, and not down the toilet. Speaking about the campaign, Sinead McCoy from Clean Coasts said, While we have seen a positive improvement in the nation's flushing behaviour since 2018, one in four adults still admit to regularly flushing unsuitable items down the toilet. By making small changes in our flushing behaviour, we can prevent the harm caused by sewage-related litter in our marine environment. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. Let's hope we don't need another lockdown. Next week sees the reopening of schools around the country. Fingers crossed the Delta variant will not result in another shutdown of our education system. I don't know who would suffer the most, the distraught parents or the students. But the last shutdown proved that neither could handle the pressure. I was one of the lucky ones. I don't have young children, but that is not to say I didn't have sympathy for those who did. Working from home was a steep learning curve for everyone. But if you had to factor in homeschooling, had children pull out of you when you were trying to get some work done, or, worse still, on a Zoom call to the boss, it was a nightmare time. Anyway, just to make you feel better about yourself, here's another piece of invaluable information. In 18 weeks' time, we will all be sitting down to our annual turkey dinner. Yes, it will be Christmas. This is another time of the year when people are put under intense pressure. We know it is supposed to be about the celebration of Christ's birth, but in reality it has become a shopping fest. In times past it was all about how you had to buy for this and that and the other person and how it was essential to have everything just perfect on the day. There were no second chances, so as the big day arrived, pressure increased to such an extent that both the brain and the debit card, or worse still the credit card, suffered a meltdown. Last year the good thing, if ever there's going to be a good thing about Covid, was that people were unable to go shopping in the normal way, and as for socialising, that went out the door completely. But to our great amazement, the big day came and went just as it always does. But instead of dreading looking at the bank balance afterwards, We were all somewhat surprised to find there was a few bob still in the account when the dust had settled. Granted, it was awful not being able to visit loved ones, but the artificial pressure of having to buy a gift for the town and its mother was great. There was time and energy to enjoy being in the company of those we could meet. Everyone was in the same boat regarding presence, so there was no pressure whatsoever when we did reconnect. We're all slowly getting back to some kind of normal. On Sunday, 40,000 hurling fans cheered their teams on in Croke Park, so that in itself has set down a huge marker regarding live entertainment. But the numbers are growing all the time. I don't want to be a buzzkill or anything, but if the numbers being admitted to hospitals and ICUs continue to rise, we have to accept there may be another lockdown. 
If so, I would much prefer that we get a short, sharp dose of it now, just as in New Zealand, and get it over with as soon as possible, instead of pussyfooting about until it gets totally out of hand, remember, last January, until we have no option but to endure an even longer lockdown. But enough of that. All schools will reopen next week. So that tells us that the two-week summer we had a few weeks ago, remember those blue skies, will probably make a quick return. It never ceases to amaze me how, year after year, the sun decides to make a return visit just when we have used up all our holiday time. No matter, we'll take whatever we can get and keep the fingers crossed that life will continue to return to normal between now and Christmas. Sorry, I tried not to mention it even if that results in putting the finances under pressure. Time to think with Father Paddy Byrne. 10 tips for minding your mental health. Recent research shows that levels of mental illness, anxiety and depression are at an all-time high, especially among younger people. I recently came across these 10 tips for keeping balance and good mental health. 1. Life is tough and feelings can be the toughest things of all. Learn to befriend them, understand them and realise that you are much more than your feelings. Everything in life passes, savour the good and let go of the bad. Feelings come and go. Learn to watch them like clouds coming into your life and remember, just as you can't hold on to a cloud, your job is to let your feelings go too. A simple meditation on this is Stop Find a quiet place and even pretend to be listening on headphones. Ask yourself how you feel. Notice that there is a small gap between you and your feelings. Stay with that gap. In it, all is quiet and empty, full of possibilities. Rest in this gap for a few minutes each day. Train yourself to watch your feelings come and go, like clouds do, no matter how strong they are. This will help you when you hit a crisis and may even save your life. 2. Technology is a gift for communication with others, but it is a terrible boss. Learn to switch off and enjoy offline activities that build you up. Hike a hill, learn a skill, take a risk, talk to someone face to face. TV games, videos and internet are not the real world, but they pretend to be friends. Use them as the gift they can be and take control of them. Otherwise you're a slave and it's a cruel master. 3. If it feels good, do it. Can sound great, but it can take you to some dark places. Everyone has hidden strength and the ability to put off immediate pleasures. Find that steel inside yourself that allows you to go outside your comfort zone, build bridges and talk to people. The irony is that when we make an effort to include others, we're also taking care of ourselves. 4. You have something unique within you. You are a one-off gift to the world, and that gift is for you to give away, not to hide away. The greatest happiness is found in truly being yourself and helping others. It can be challenging at first, but there is a slow-burn feel-good factor that lasts for a long time. 5. You are not responsible for all the ills of the world. Trying to save the world can be overwhelming. Trying to solve all of your own and everyone else's problems would be equally overwhelming. If you get into that way of being, it's time to stop. Press pause. Get some space and remember that you just have to do your bit. 
There is some small thing that you can do in almost every situation you face. It is like building a jigsaw. You will have a piece to contribute. It will be uniquely you and it will help. Build it one piece at a time. 6. Anxiety and fear are not good reasons to do things. In fact, most of the time, decisions made out of anxiety and fear are not good long-term decisions. Anxiety and fear often keep us locked in a narrow room with narrow options that see the worst in others and ourselves. Imagine what it would be like to trust in the world and people and to act without fear, not without caution though. There is a middle road to be walked that is manageable and achievable. 7. Idealism is a great thing, but set the bar too high and nothing or no one can measure up. The perfect is the enemy of the good. Work out what the good thing to do is and just do it. A cluttered life doesn't give you a chance to see what's going on. And when we don't see what's going on, we can be fooled into thinking that things are terrible, even when they are not. 8. Travel light. Have a declutter day. Start by clearing your room of things that you don't need. You are a traveller through life, and you have to travel light, otherwise you will get weighed down by things and come to be chained to them. Remember that people are not things to be acquired or disposed of according to your feelings. Take this declutter as a chance to evaluate what is really going on and what is really valuable to you. 9. Accept the things you cannot change and change the things you can and know the difference. Don't waste your time trying to change things that are given, your family, face, body, friends, locality. There is some rare beauty in them that can only be seen in a certain light. Find it and encourage it. If it won't be encouraged, know that you've done your best and be content with that. 10. Happiness is an inside job. You know instinctively that having things and comparing yourself to others is empty and futile, yet we all get caught up in it. Take a moment in the quiet. Go back to that gap you found in the meditation above, that gap between you and your feelings. In the gap, imagine a bright white light. See the light as a good thing, bright and warming. Now realize that this light is the goodness, brightness and warmth you have at the core of you. You are good and bright and warm inside. Dwell in this light for as long as you like. Find happiness in these thoughts.